Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode two of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. On today's show, Grand Rounds coming to Family Medicine Rocks next week. Doctor's Day 2011 is also next week. We'll talk about that. Since this is a family medicine type show, I have some commentary on some recent blog posts. All that and a lot more coming up on episode number two of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast starting right now. Hi, this is Kevin Bernstein, MD Student 31 on Twitter, and I listen to Family Medicine Rocks with Mike Sevilla. show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I am your host. My name is Mike Sabella, family physician and social media enthusiast. Check out the website at familymedicinerocks.com. You can also join me on Twitter and also on Facebook. Shout out to all 96 people who like the new Facebook fan page. Thank you for uh, giving us the thumbs up there. You can also listen in real time to this show on your iPhone, Droid, BlackBerry, Windows 7, whatever mobile device that you have. Just direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash rocks. Today is Thursday, March 24, 2011. It is 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time and temperature here at Fam Med Rocks World Headquarters feels like 29 degrees Fahrenheit. About three or four days ago, it was 67 or 68 degrees. Pretty warm for this time of year. On today's show, I did have a guest, but uh, he had to cancel at the last minute for a good reason. So uh, we will have him back on uh, probably next month. So we're trying to work out some dates uh, with him. Also, Grand Rounds is here next week. If you don't know what that is, I'll uh, talk about that in a little bit here as well. And also Doctor's Day here in the United States, uh, which will be March 30th, I believe. And uh, we'll talk about that as well. And also I do have some commentary relevant to some family medicine stories over the past week. A week ago today was match day for many medical students around the United States, finding out where they're going to be going to residency next year. And I do have some family medicine commentary having to do with that. I do want to give a big shout-out to people uh, who gave a retweet here to the show, Kevin M.D., Michael B. Moore out there on the uh, West Coast there and uh, giving giving a lot of love to the show on Twitter. So thank you, sir, for that. Also, Soulful Sepulcher 
Melissa T's on, and also uh, Matthew Browning giving me some love on Twitter there here today. So thank you for mentioning the show or retweeting some of my stuff out there today. I uh, very much appreciate that. Uh, and also, I just want to give you just some updates about me here right at the uh, top of the show here. And uh, this, I, I'm trying out some different some different times for this show, trying to see if it makes any difference to see if uh, people listen more or listen less or listen on the downloads. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Listening live. So last week's show was around the noon hour here on the East Coast, and uh, this one is at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And uh, if you have feedback on this, you know, let me know or uh, let me know on the website there. I may just slide back to the evening time spot here that uh, was on for years, um, but uh, I'm not uh, I'm not afraid to fail and try try and fail some different type of things for the show here. So uh, uh, so we'll uh, we'll be trying things out here. Also, some of this other stuff that's going on. I was interviewed this morning by Physicians Practice. That's a pretty good website. If you haven't uh, checked that out, they asked me about the new website, the rebranding of Dr. Anonymous to me, and uh, just talking about the new website there. So thank you for that interview there. It's not out yet, but uh, when it is is released, I will let people know um, on the on the show here and also uh, on the website as well. Also want to give a big shout out to MedCityNews.com. Did a story about me last week. Uh, also about the new website. I haven't had a chance to put it on uh, FamilyMedicineRocks.com yet, but uh, I'll get around to it. Thank you for that interview there. Coming up this very weekend, I'm going to be going to our state capital, Columbus, Ohio. I'm going to be presenting there at the Ohio Academy of Family Physicians Family Medicine Symposium on Research and Education. Of course, I will be talking about medicine and social media there. Also, this coming weekend, going to be uh, meeting up with Dr. Jennifer Dyer, also known on Twitter as Endogoddess. She works at Columbus Children's Hospital there, so that'll be nice to meet up with her. We're going to be doing a presentation in April uh, next month, uh, talking about social media at a conference, so it'll be nice to kind of catch up with that. Um, and next week, I'm going to be very busy uh, next week. I'm going to be uh, giving a talk at the Ohio State Medical Association at their annual meeting, talking about uh, medicine and social media, and also very excited to be uh, asked to go to and to be going to Health Camp Connecticut uh, at Yale University. That's right, Yale University. Uh, so the Health Camp people asked me to come out there and uh, talk a little bit. It is kind of a, what they call an unconference where people uh, can just uh, jump up and talk about whatever they like. So uh, it'll be nice to uh, head over there. I've never been to Yale uh, before, so that'll be an exciting experience. Thank you to the organizers out there for contacting me via Twitter to come out and uh, join them. Uh, so we'll be getting into the uh, main content of the show, but first I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show here. And I have been a uh, social media hobbyist since uh, 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real physician. If you haven't guessed yet, I am a family physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital in my office here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. It is sunny here, yet a little bit cold. 
Uh, and if you're listening live, you can see my shining face here on the webcam here this afternoon. Let me give a big shout-out to Liz, who's in our chat room here. And uh, for those of you who are listening on your smartphones, listening live, thank you for that as well. I am still Dr. Anonymous in the chat room. <laughs> I haven't figured out how to change my ID here yet. Um, but we will uh, take a little bit of a break and then uh, come back here. You're listening to the uh, Family Medicine Rocks podcast in partnership with the Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can get there by going to fmec.net and also a member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com and we'll be right back. to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I'm your host, uh, Mike Sabella. We're live here on Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, yeah, we did have a guest uh, scheduled today, and uh, his name is Dr. Chip Teal. He's a family doc uh, up from Maine, and I'm going to really <laughs> slaughter his name there, Damis Car... That, that Damis Carota, Maine is where he's from. Yeah, I apologize about that. He uh, is author of the book Alone and Invisible, Averting Disaster in Aging America. He is a champion for the care of older Americans, especially where he lives. And uh, we'll be having him back on the show here in a little bit. He had a very important meeting that came up at the last minute. uh, And uh, hopefully he'll be able to share that when he comes on the show. I also want to invite you to check out his website, FullCircleAmerica.com. It is a website where he empowers older Americans to take and keep control of their lives. And I know here in northeastern Ohio, where I'm working here, there's a good population of older people because, you know, with no jobs around here, all the young people have moved out which leaves the uh, Medicare population. And uh, I do have an interest in geriatric medicine, taking care of older people, and uh, that's always fascinated me. Um, Our group sees uh, nursing home patients uh, here in the local community as well, and uh, that's always nice to go and see your own patients here in the nursing home and uh, um, getting to know their families, getting to know them personally. And uh, I've always enjoyed that. And uh, uh, so we'll be uh, talking to uh, Dr. Teal coming up probably next month when we're able to uh, match up our schedules uh, to uh, come on the show here. So next week, on uh, March 29th, Tuesday, the very popular blog carnival called Grand Rounds will be coming to Family Medicine Rocks. Dot com. For people who may not be uh, familiar with that, it is the weekly gathering of the best uh, medically related blog posts of the week. And uh, for people who want to submit posts for that, just go to FamilyMedicineRocks.com. 
www.ghostbusters.com and uh, follow the instructions over there. Basically, just going up to the contact button in the navigation bar and uh, just putting your post there and uh, some information about your blog and about you. And uh, we'll make sure that it gets up for grand rounds there on uh, March 29, uh, 2011. It'll be my fourth time that I'm hosting. And I did write a blog post about this. I, I've uh, hosted it uh, back all the way in 2006 when I was first uh, starting out blogging, uh, November 21, 2006. Uh, and then uh, November 13, 2007, and then March 2, 2010. And uh, it's always fun to uh, to read through the posts and to uh, uh, see what people are writing about, uh, what the popular topics are, what what people are really really passionate about writing these days um, in their uh, uh, I guess expert content um, area. Uh, so uh, uh, I want to thank uh, them for uh, for inviting me to to uh, to host that again. And uh, if you want to read it, just uh, just come to Family Medicine Rocks on the morning of uh, March 29, and you'll be able to um, read all about it. For those people who are submitting, you have until Sunday, March 27th, uh, and uh, uh, it's it's always fun. It's always a good time. I, I get to meet some new people. I get to meet some new bloggers. Um, some of them who are just starting out want to get their uh, name out there uh, in the uh, blogging world, and that's kind of how I uh, got started myself writing, uh, um, submitting to this weekly uh, best of uh, blog post for the past week, and uh, very much looking forward to hosting that uh, next week. So hopefully um, we'll have a pretty good turnout uh, for next week's Grand Rounds. Also going on uh, next week, on uh, March 30th, uh, will be uh, Doctor's Day in the United States. And uh, I always like writing about that. It's always fun. Uh, our hospital uh, does something nice uh, for the docs uh, on staff uh, there. And uh, it, it's, I mean, you know, some people say, well, every day is Doctor's Day. Well, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I really agree with that. Um, but I just started learning about the history of Doctor's Day in the past uh, few years. Uh, the first Doctor's Day observance uh, was March 30th, 1933, in Winder, Georgia. Eudora Brown Almond, wife of Dr. Charles B. Almond, decided to set aside a day to honor physicians. This first observance included mailing greeting cards and placing flowers in the graves of deceased doctors. The red carnation is commonly used as the symbolic flower for National Doctors' Day. On March 30, 1958, a resolution commemorating Doctors' Day was adopted by the United States House of Representatives. In 1990, legislation was introduced in the House and Senate to establish a National Doctors' Day. Following overwhelming approval by the United States Senate and the House of Representatives on October 30th, 1990, President George Bush signed H.J. Resolution Number 366, which became Public Law 101-473 for your legislative hardcore people out there. Designing, designing, designating. March 30th as National Doctors' Day. 
Doctor's Day marks the date marks the date that Crawford W. Long, MD of Jefferson, Georgia, administered the first ether anesthetic for surgery on March 30th, 1842. Really? On that day, Dr. Long administered ether anesthesia to a patient and operated to remove a tumor from the man's neck. Later, the patient would swear he felt nothing during the surgery and wasn't aware the surgery was over until he awoke. In India, Doctor's Day is celebrated on July 1 across all across India to honor the legendary physician and second chief minister of West Bengal, Dr. Bidyan Chandra Roy. He was born on July 1, 1882 and passed away on that same date in 1962. That's 80 years if you're doing the math. Dr. Roy was honored with the highest civilian award on February 4, 1961. And also in this Wikipedia article, where I get all my information. <laughs> Doctor's Day is celebrated on March 14 in Turkey as a tribute to the opening of the first modern medical school there. It is celebrated by all health care professionals for their contribution for medicine and science. And I'm trying something uh, different on the blog here this year and uh, inviting people to share some stories Maybe, hopefully. For Doctor's Day coming up next week, uh, just go to familymedicinerocks.com and uh, go to the contact tab. And if you want to share something with me, I'll give you a shout-out. might give you a shout-out on the blog and also on the podcast here. Just you're trying to engage the audience. <laughs> My big experiment to see if it will work. So uh, last week was uh, match day. And uh, there was a lot of commentary on it from all kinds of angles. Uh, but what I will talk about is mainly having to do with my specialty, family medicine. And uh, I'm going to read some uh, press releases here. And it said last week there, for the second year in a row, more U.S. medical student medical students will train as family medicine residents, according to the new data. The number of U.S. seniors matched to family medicine positions rose by 11% over 2010. And this got the whole family medicine community up in arms, very excited, very celebratory, and saying, hey, we did better than last year. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and it's nothing, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about that. I think it's good. But if you look at the overall data, still, many medical students are um, choosing non-primary care and specialty residencies. And there's a lot of discussion. There has been a lot of discussion of why that's happening. I won't start that. I won't open that can up here. Uh, But that's still the majority of medical students. There's still going to be a primary care shortage whenever the year that they've said it, which I know a lot of other medical professionals out there are saying, hey, you aren't training enough primary care doctors. 
you should be training more X, whatever, whatever uh, medical professional that is. And, oh, by the way, you should pay us <laughs> like we are primary care doctors. So I won't enter into that debate, but um, at least right now. But uh, I am encouraged by the family medicine match numbers. Um, but uh, we'll need to do a lot better than that. And uh, I know organizations like the American Academy of Family Physicians are going to continue to work on this. I will continue to carry the flag for family medicine in any way I can. Um, but I think a lot of this is going to have to do with uh, like legislative solutions. <laughs> there are, people know what I'm talking about when I mean that. So, uh, Other things having to do with family medicine here this week, there are the family medicine community went nuts um, last week uh, reading essentially a blog post uh, from a guy named Andy Baldwin, who uh, wrote something up uh, very cool on Facebook, and uh, I will uh, I will drop the link here in the chat room, and if I have the courage to do it, I will actually put show notes to the show, but I will uh, I will share this here with you. It is pretty lengthy. And uh, but uh, reading it, I mean, he's he's gotten 47 likes. He has about I don't know maybe 20 comments on it. And I usually don't do this, but uh, I will read the whole thing here because I I like it and it's my show. Why I Love Family Medicine by Andy Baldwin, Friday, March 18, 2011, 12:24 a.m. I've been a leader all my life, from swim team captain to student council president to being a lead physician for our Navy special operations team. I want to continue being a leader for family medicine on the front lines of health care, and this is why. Growing up in small town Pennsylvania in the heart of Amish country, our family physician, Dr. Gray, was a mentor to me and my ideal of what a doctor was supposed to be. Our entire family saw him for our medical care. We would also like, uh, we, we would also see him around town at the grocery store and at the movies. He would say hi, ask us how we're feeling, how school was going, or how I was doing on the swim team. In a way, he was part of our family. I always admired that about him, and as a good student who liked helping others, I set out to follow in his footsteps. Through the years, I excelled in academics and athletics, studied at excellent universities, competed professionally in Ironman triathlons, wow, and worked with brilliant colleagues and teachers. I was enticed and encouraged to specialize in medicine, to join top practices in prestigious hospitals, and secure financial success. 
Instead, I thank the United States Navy for giving me perspective. I thank the Navy for taking me back to rural areas, this time to developing nations on humanitarian missions and showing me why I first pursued medicine. To be a part of the community, to treat entire families, to help prevent illness, to educate on healthy lifestyles, to be a family physician. Years of dive recovery, submarine humanitarian and rescue operations with the Navy throughout the Pacific, Africa, Central and South America provided me irreplaceable experiences and personal growth. Despite these exciting adventures and enticements of a lucrative, prestigious specialty career, my desire to emulate Dr. Gray prompted my plan to train in a family medicine residency program. My training in family medicine was put on hold again when in 2008 the Surgeon General of the Navy requested I come to Washington, D.C. His specific purpose was to lead a recruiting effort for family medicine, uh, for Navy medicine, excuse me, since Navy numbers of primary care physicians was dangerously low. It was an honor to spearhead this effort for two years, traveling the country to speak on opportunities in Navy medicine and primary care. Having previously spent time on television and learning the ropes of public relations and media, I helped reshape how we reached out to potential physicians through social media. We also established integration between Navy recruiting efforts, public affairs, and Navy medicine. During my time in Washington, D.C., I also had the honor of working with the U.S. Surgeon General on his efforts fighting childhood obesity and also came to the, be an advocate for the first Ladies Let's Move campaign. I gave a keynote speech at the National Meeting of the American Academy of Cardiology, speaking on the importance of prevention and wellness and how to use social media to engage more young physicians. And I'll skip to the end here. Family physicians are the bedrock of U.S. health care. Nearly one-fourth of all U.S. office visits are made to family physicians. This equates to 208 million office visits each year, nearly 83 million more than the next medical specialty. Today, family physicians provide more care for America's underserved and rural populations than any other medical specialty. However, there are grave concerns that there are and will be enough family physicians to continue adequate care for the U.S. citizenry. The number of students entering family medicine has fallen to one-third of what it was in 1998, which is when I graduated medical school. According to the National Residency Matching Program data, 55 family medicine residency programs have closed since 2000, while only 28 have opened I care passionately about the future of our citizens and want to ensure that we have enough family physicians. I want to help by leading a recruiting campaign similarly to what I did for Navy Medicine. I want to help put family medicine on the forefront of our youth's mind of what a doctor truly is, just as Dr. Gray did for me. 
With my growing background as a family physician, I want to be on the front line of healthcare policy in this country. I want to ensure family medicine rises to the top in numbers and quality of physicians. I want to be able to, at times, take a moment and pause, reflect, and think back to small town Pennsylvania, to my concept of a doctor, and to good old Dr. Gray, and think he is proud of me as I whisper thank you. Andy Baldwin, why he loves family medicine. We need more of this stuff out there, kids. We do. I have to try to get this guy on the show because I am inspired just by reading that aloud. <laughs> oh, and, and there have been other things coming up recently. This is from my good friend, Dr. Jay Lee, MD, MPH. He's been on this uh, show before, I believe, when it was a Dr. Anonymous show. <laughs> From the California Academy of Family Physicians. And uh, his post is called Family Medicine Revolution. And he has a Twitter hashtag for that, hashtag FM Revolution. And his opening paragraph goes like this. Ah, change. Isn't it lovely with the passage of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act last year? Much change has been afoot, and most of it has been a rapid and frantic change. Many stakeholders, from physicians to healthcare plans and from patients to employers, are probably not entirely comfortable with the ground beneath them moving and so quickly. Though I would argue here in California we're accustomed to ground shaking. Ha ha. I would also argue that one of the main reasons why folks are darned uncomfortable is that the vector of healthcare delivery system has begun to shift away from fragmented, volume-based to integrated, value-based care. My question for you, dear colleague, is will you choose to sit on the sidelines or will you compete in this game? This, of course, is the variation on the oft-repeated troop in organized medicine circles, are you either you are at the table or you are on the menu? That's the opening paragraph from Dr. Jay Lee from the California Academy. Family physicians, I'll uh, try to put that link into the show notes for this show. And uh, the last family medicine thing here I will read to you is from our good friend, MD31, Kevin Bernstein from uh, Pennsylvania, graduating this year. And uh, he is, I believe, in joining the Navy as well. He's probably going to kill me if I get that wrong. <laughs> he had a uh, post uh, actually published on Kevin MD. Dot com called Can Family Medicine Really Be Defined? Going into medicine from a suburban community in the Northeast, I never really knew what exactly family medicine was. I'd heard of it before, but did not see action until going to undergraduate school in the middle of Pennsylvania. It was there when I began to understand that family physicians could do a little bit of everything. But what really is medicine? I needed an exact definition as one to memorize for an exam. And he goes on to give some examples. 
And he says, my conclusion is that you cannot really define family medicine. Another family medicine colleague said that you as a family physician are defined by the needs of your patients. Furthermore, we are defined by the number of specialists required to refer to in order to practice proper defensive medicine when involved in a malpractice case when asked. When it comes down to it, a family physician can do whatever they want to as long as they are flexible in their location for practice and are providing services that others are not willing to practice within that given area. The most important thing to remember is that knowing when to refer to that academic center inconveniently located in that area that has already at least two of its kind within walking distance. That is Kevin Bernstein, also known on Twitter as MDStudent31, also uh, part of the uh, blog called futureoffamilymedicine.blogspot.com. So I think the family medicine community here is really kind of uh, trying to make some noise here when it comes to our specialty, and I'm excited that people are taking up the mantle uh, to try to spread the word here, especially using social media. That's what I'm trying to do here. As my phone is ringing. <laughs> oh, it's a live show, you know. <laughs> I can call him back later, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's some of the content that I hope to bring uh, to this podcast here and uh, to share a little bit about my specialty, to share a little bit about uh, what I do, to share a little bit about me here on the show here, like I've done before. But uh, as I'm kind of re-tinkering this show, reshaping this show, <laughs> trying to figure out what it's all about. It's kind of difficult sometimes to try to reinvent yourself, <laughs> to try to figure out what you're going to be doing next. <laughs> uh, but I've been very excited. I've been very excited by, by the response that I've gotten to, to the podcast, to the new podcast, to the blog, to the website. Um, thank you for all of you out there who, uh, to continue to support me in, in what I'm doing, um, trying to find my way in this whole social media ocean, <laughs> which is uh, gets kind of kind of overwhelming sometimes. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all the content that I had for you here uh, today. Hopefully uh, it was relatively interesting here for you. But um, our guest uh, who had to cancel today is Dr. Chip uh, Teal, and he's going to be coming back on the show, but I did want to give his book another shout-out here. He had an uh, unforeseen circumstance come up and uh, couldn't join us today, but he'll be coming back next month. I want to give him a big shout-out here. Uh, he's, he's author of the book uh, Alone and Invisible, Averting Disaster in Aging America. He is from Maine. He's been a champion for the care of older Americans. You can also go to fullcircleamerica.com to check out some of the projects that he is doing over there. Uh, next week, I haven't decided uh, if I'm going to be doing a show next week. I'm going to be traveling uh, next week. And uh, maybe I'll throw together a show um, at the last minute here. 
but to find out all information about me, you can just go to familymedicinerocks.com, and I will keep people updated on the status of the show when it's going to be uh, next week. Next week, uh, I'm going to be going to Columbus. Actually, I'm going to be going to Columbus this weekend, too, presenting. I'm going to be going to uh, Columbus next week to present and also to uh, Yale University to uh, Health Camp, Connecticut. So it's going to be a very busy couple of weeks uh, for me. Very exciting. And if you want to keep track of what I'm doing, you can also uh, subscribe to my Twitter feed. It is Dr. Mike Sevilla, Dr. Mike Sevilla. And uh, also, you can also find other information at familymedicinerocks.com. So uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, joining me. I want to give a big shout-out to uh, J-Man here as well. And uh, his show, I believe, is uh, tonight here on the network, Block Talk Radio, comedy show. Good stuff. 11 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And uh, I invite people to uh, check that out. Very entertaining. BlockTalkRadio.com slash I'm-with-stupid. And uh, good stuff that they're doing over there. And uh, I also want to give a big shout-out to uh, our good friend uh, Vinny. Benny Bond, and he has a good music podcast, music show here on Block Talk Radio, Music on the Couch. I believe that is Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So you can do a search on Block Talk Radio for that. So uh, so thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, I'm still trying to find my way here as far as the uh, show here. People have suggestions. Uh, just let me know on uh, my Twitter or on the show, or on the Facebook page, or you know wherever wherever you want to find me out there. <laughs> so uh, I am Mike Savella, and I uh, thank you all for uh, joining me. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. Any questions about me? Just go to familymedicinerocks.com. And uh, there's no closing music here. I will just say have a, a great rest of the day, and we'll see you out there in the big ether that we call the Internet. (laughs) Good night, everybody.